You're listening to the Finding Unique Value Podcast with Jay Sparks. Hi, this is Jay Sparks, your host of Finding Unique Value, where I bring and the bringer of brilliant people that can find that unique value. And I'm excited today to talk to uh, Ralph Tchaikovsky, who is a fascinating story. Uh, most people are asset managers like us. We're looking to find value. Uh, Ralph is the value. <laughs> And we'll, we'll get to this hopefully uh, later on, but he was born into a situation where he was not expected to be anything or do anything. He was expected to live, live his life as essentially a ward of the state, being paid to do nothing. And some people would find that a dream situation, but not Ralph. Uh, Ralph rejected that idea and found uh, a very unique way to provide value and leverage his intellect and also helped uh, many people that couldn't uh, couldn't help themselves along the way. So, uh, so with that, Ralph, uh, welcome to the podcast. Thank you for, so much for having me. Yes, what a wonderful introduction. I hope we can get to all the details uh, uh, throughout this, but it really is uh, it is amazing. And the more I get to know you, Ralph, the, the more incredible the, uh, the story becomes. But could you just take a minute and just uh, you know introduce yourself in, in your own words and then tell us what you're what you're doing now. Sure. Uh, why don't we start by saying that, you know, in full disclosure, I've known you for what now, three years or something like that. In many ways, it, it, it feels much longer, uh, but then <laughs> three years feels like, like a really long time. So I was thinking about it yesterday and, and, I, and I thought to myself, wow, we've known each other since 2016. And, it's, it's, it, and it doesn't feel like it's been that long because it feels like we just got started, but on a level that we've been talking and interacting and getting to know each other, it, it also feels much longer, right? Uh, so, so yeah, so let me just uh, introduce myself uh, briefly. Uh, well, where do I start? Because there's there's so many different aspects to who I am. Why don't I start by saying that first and foremost, uh, I'm a lawyer. Uh, I'm licensed uh, in DC and uh, uh, your state uh, recently, Massachusetts, as of like three or four days ago. Uh, but what your introduction was really about is that I was born uh, with cerebral palsy uh, uh, behind the Iron Curtain. I was born uh, in Warsaw, Poland, uh, so, uh, and I grew up in the 80s, uh, right in the middle of communism. So all these stories about people waiting in lines for meat and food and stores being empty and, and trying to get toilet paper that you hear on TV, uh, which is very current and, and relevant today, in respect to other countries, that was my family's experience, uh, you know, 30 or so years ago, right? So uh, basically, what, am, so, what so my just, story. Just back up just, just one second. So you, when you were born um, with with cerebral palsy, was that immediately apparent, or is that something that that uh, they they figured out later? And and were they able to, um, you know, to uh, take care of you properly right away uh, if it wasn't diagnosed correctly? Well, when I was first born, I was born prematurely, I want to say seven and a half months or something like that. I mean, you know, don't quote me on that because I, yeah. I was there, but I don't really remember. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah. what had happened was, you know, when I was born, I was so small and so weak, they put me in an incubator. And uh, from what my mom told me, and, and, and they only told me this recently, I didn't even know this, uh, they were telling my parents I'm, I'm not supposed to make it. Uh, they were saying, they were saying, hey, we're going to take a look, you know, the first 24 hours, the, the first 36 hours, then the 36 hours became the 48 hours. They were not sure if I was going to make it. 
so uh, I think I was talking about that, that, that because, excuse me for interrupting, but is that because you were so premature? Like I know your lung yes, development yeah. right away when your lungs so easy that you, they couldn't take care of that. And, I mean, uh, I, 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 I was small and, and I was, I, I, I was weak. And, you know, at that time, I mean, it was 1979. So that was a long time ago. Yeah. And, you know, I'm, I'm going mm-hmm. to be turning 40 uh, this July. Can you imagine? I mean, that's, that's, you know, <laughs> some respectful age. But, yeah. uh, but, uh, you know, back then, you know, they, uh, you know, that, 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 the what they what they were working with is not what the, they are working with today. So you know today the the the, the likelihood of, of saving these kids is much greater uh, than it was back in the day. So they just didn't know, and they were telling my uh, parents to just be ready for uh, for anything. So you know uh, my mom was telling me how my aunt was putting uh, you know the ceremony together. Uh, they wanted to have my baptism just in case you know I didn't make it. And back then you know you know. Getting food, getting the resources, putting something like like that together was was quite a challenge because it's it's not as if you could just easily go to the store and 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 buy you know any anything you wanted uh, back home. So my my family kind of was hustling to to put something together uh, just to be ready. But then you know I I I made it. It seemed like, uh, and I started to grow and 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 gain weight and it, everything seemed to be doing okay. Uh, but then, you know, uh, when I was, you know, I was a couple months old, uh, I think I was about to turn one, and my mom started to notice because, you know, the mother always knows when there's something sure. wrong, and and she started to notice that I'm missing some of these, uh, these marks, if you will, that 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 a child when when they grow, you 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 kind of expect them to hit. So I was not sitting properly. I was leaning against the wall. Uh, and my mom was going to the doctors, and they were saying, oh no, you're just imagining things. You're you're crazy essentially for for thinking that something is wrong but then uh the diagnosis came in uh and they say yeah you know this is you know cerebral palsy and and you know so this is uh, all of a sudden you know my parents and then my mom and my dad i think they were like 28 29 at the, at the time uh you know i was uh, my parents uh second child uh so I, you know, and, and I was thinking about this recently. What it must have been like for them to be to be hit with this diagnosis, because you don't know anything, you don't have any background in medicine, and this is something that changes your entire life, and 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 this is your life from now on, and 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 everything has to change, right? Uh, I don't know what I would have done if 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 if, if it was me. So I I have always been. Uh, very impressed by everything that my parents have sacrificed and, and done for me for that reason, because it takes a lot. Uh, yeah, especially, sure. you know, in a country, when you grow up in a country that is not really uh, built with people with disabilities in mind, and it was a country because you, the, the propaganda of success didn't really have any place for people uh, that had mobility issues or or any kind of disabilities altogether, so they were hidden from public view. So uh, I was expected. Now, now were you? I, if I can, if I can interrupt you for a second. So as you as you moved along this and 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 and, uh, and, and grew, did it immediately impact your ability to to move around, or does that happen later? Like, for instance, were you able to play with the other children, or is that immediately an issue right from you know right from day one? Ever since I could remember, our entire apartment was basically uh, 
kind of taken over by all my rehabilitation equipment. There was like a mattress uh, in the living room, grab bar. So it was always about exercising me every single day. My mom ended up having to quit her job. Uh, you know, when when she was pregnant, she was expected to go back. She was an, an accountant, but she quit her job so she can exercise me every single day. And, and that that's part of the reason why I am so mobile and, and so... Uh, capable and, and independent because my parents put all that work into me. Uh, and, mm-hmm. but, but yeah, yeah, but, but, but basically, you know, uh, our entire, because, uh, you know, we had a, we had a small apartment. It was a, it was a three room apartment, which, which is, you know, as much as you can get uh, in, in Poland back in the day, basically uh, yeah. three rooms and a kitchen and a, and a bathroom. Can you imagine? Uh, and, and, uh, but, but every basically single space that my, my parents could convert into something serving like double purpose, like something was, uh, you, you know, you used it for hanging your clothes, but it was also some, 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 some rehabilitation, uh, gadget that, that I would use for walking or grabbing or leaning or, 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 or stuff like that. So, uh, okay. so, 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 so it was definitely interesting. Uh, and then you know yeah, my parents you, were. Did, did you did you resent having to do all these extra exercises because of course your older brother wasn't doing them and I'm sure yeah. none of the other children yeah. you knew of were doing them so was it was it tough or was it just something you just you know you you didn't even think of you just did because your parents expected you to do the exercise. It it it, it is it is something I just did and and it was normal mm-hmm. but also I, I I did resent it in a sense because it it felt like you know it was never enough. Because you know, I guess my dad wanted to kind of push me to do more and and uh, do it all the time because he kind of felt the the idea of the of the of the of the pressure of time. Because the older that I got, it would be more difficult for me to to do things unless I I I got to a certain level of mobility before then. Because you know, then you know when you grow, uh, your body is kind of less plastic, so so there's there's less you can do. Uh, so, so, so my, my, my dad was pushing me hard, you know, it was always, he, 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 he felt like I didn't have enough ambition to do it. Uh, so I, so, so, so it, it, it was something that, that, and I didn't even realize, uh, until recently how much of, of, of a stressor it, it's been for me when I was a kid, but you, you kind of accepted uh, as, as, as part of your childhood and you try to have as much of a normal childhood, uh, as possible. And also, you know, growing, growing up generally, I mean, you know, when you, when you're in a country that doesn't really have elevators and there are stairs everywhere and you're not really expected to go to a normal school. My, my, my parents were carrying me, uh, up two floors every day, all through elementary schools. I mean, they, 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 the cost was great for them. I mean, they all ended up having really bad backs. Uh, and, and, you know, and and as I grew heavier, you, you're kind of faced with this idea that you don't know if you're even going to be able to finish because, you know, how is anybody going to be able to, to carry you when you grow and you're heavier? Uh, and, and, you know, and, and, and back then, you know, I guess I, you, you don't really realize that there, there are other solutions if there's a problem of, of, of solving things. That 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 mm-hmm. you don't see in that moment, but you kind of see you, your parents getting weaker, and you, you see yourself getting bigger and 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 heavier, and and that's depressing, uh, right? Uh, yeah, so yeah. it's 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 not something I don't think that any twelve year old should be, you know, eleven, 
12, 13, 14 should be thinking about. But that was kind of my life. But but then, you know, I uh, I also want to say one more, Can I ask you one more question about that? Because this will tie into something that you're working on right now, I think. But we don't have to talk about that yet. But yes. as, a, as a 12-year-old, did you have any sort of, you know, role models or any way to get information? Like, what does a person that has cerebral palsy do or expect or did you know did you have any other role model besides obviously your parents were very no, influential no, no, and, no, and, no. Very and, my, and my parents were essentially trailblazers in, in back home mm -hmm. right nobody has ever done it with with, uh, with with kids with cerebral palsy or any other disability because these types of kids like me and others were expected to be in special schools uh and and by special schools i mean you know uh low quality education with different types of, 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 of disabilities lumped together and w because they're not really expected to do anything. Maybe some, mm -hmm. uh, you know, manual labor of, of, of you know, low intensity. Uh, so, so the idea was for me not to really do anything, uh, accomplish anything, and, and, and maybe just be productive on, on some level if, if, if I have to. But, but mostly I, I was expected to either end up in like an institution or, or stay home and, and, and just collect uh, whatever checks the government would send me in, in, in their, you know, great wisdom. Uh, mm -hmm. So my, my parents were the, were, the, were the ones to attempt it, uh, to take me out of that school system. You know, at first I was I was going to like a normal school unofficially. It was kind of an agreement that we had with the teacher that I would just go every day and nobody really knew. Uh, uh, officially, I was homeschooled for like eight years, but I I don't think I've ever had like a single day of, of actual homeschool because my, my parents just wouldn't allow it. Uh, but 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 I also wanted to say that that my parents were very very invested in in, in investigating like every single new method that they heard about. Uh, so for the four years uh, of my life, I don't know if he if he knew about this. I. Uh, I, I lived on and off in Hungary because they have this institute in Budapest. Uh, so I would spend like six or eight months out of a year uh, over there just getting in intensive rehabilitation. Uh, and yeah, so so uh, it, that made my, that, that was the interesting part of my life at the time because on, on, many, on many levels uh, I felt limited because I couldn't do what my what my friends at school did, and you know they were running, they were meeting up, they were doing other things. But at the same time, I had an interesting life in a sense because I I lived in a foreign country, uh, for a bit, which which none of the of the kids my age at the time uh, would would experience. So that was really uh, interesting. Well, uh, yeah, it's surprising you say that because I, I don't know. I think most people would would not experience that as interesting because it wasn't glamorous, it wasn't fun. You're going there to to essentially be worked out, right? To 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 do the exercises and to make sure you, um, you know, maintained and hopefully increased your your mobility, right? So it was it wasn't uh, like a vacation of any sorts. I think you know, and this is part of my uh, attitude in life uh, going forward. And I think you know this because we've known each other. I I like doing things that they, that other pe people are not doing. I like you know, when 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 you say, hey, I have this idea, I will most likely say, put me in it. Uh, because I want to try, uh, so experiencing new things, you know, and and and, and I like to travel, uh, meeting new people. Uh, so so those, I mean, I don't really remember much of the institute itself. I I but I, I remember everything around it. I remember being in in that rented apartment with my parents, uh, 
you know, going to uh, the movies when I was like seven or eight. I remember seeing Roger Rabbit uh, in Hungarian. Mm-hmm. Uh, and my parents didn't speak the language, so I had to translate it to my mom. Uh, so, 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 so it's stuff like that. Because, you know, uh, English, of course, is not my first language, but it's not even my second language, right? I think it's like my third or my fourth. Um, so, well, I, 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 I don't speak these other languages really, except for Polish, because I use it daily. But, you know, I, I, Hungarian was my second language, and, and, I, and I learned it when I was like six. Uh, for that reason. And then, you know, in, in, in school, my, my first foreign language that I studied was German. Uh, I, I learned English by watching TV, like the American and British shows. I mean, I, you know, with my mom, I would watch like Bewitched, like every day and Facts of Life and stuff like that, different strokes. Uh, so, oh, wow. so this is, this is how I learned English, but also this is how I, 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 I experienced American culture. This this is kind of what America was to me. Uh-huh. Uh, right. Uh, so all my cultural references and my understanding, uh, as they were forming actually comes from like the eighties cheesy sitcom thing or like the sixties or fifties even, you know, so. So I don't recall in the eighties, any, any, you know, famous TV lawyers. So how did you get involved in the I guess, unless you were looking at at Perry Mason, who would be interesting because he was in a, he was in a wheelchair, Ironsides, but, um. Uh, how did you make the how, how did you make the jump to to law? Uh, other than you know, typically the smartest people, um, uh, you know, tend to gravitate towards that. Was that you know, in the case uh, for you? I, I assume you were I, a very good student. Yeah, it's I I, I was really a, a good student. I have to say, you know, especially like in the in the because um, you know the the educational system in Poland was was a little different. Uh, than it is in America, and it's, it's different than than what it is now because you know back then you, the elementary school was eight grades, and then you would go to uh, high school, which was four. So you know, and, and through, through the first eight grades, I was always the top student. Uh, I would always get like you know like every every, um, every year you would get the, the the grade diploma thingy, and the top mm-hmm. students would always get the red stripe. I would always get a red stripe, or be really upset if I didn't get it. Uh, so, so yeah. How did, I, how, did, I, I how did the other students react to you getting the red stripe? Because of course you weren't the kind of the, you know, the, the prototypical, um, you know, valedictorian, right? In in in, in some ways, at least, uh, was, was there any public there, or was he proud of you and happy for you, or how did how did that? My uh, mother will not let me live this story down, but it's it's it's, <laughs> it's true. It it did happen that uh, there were situations in which other students would complain uh, to our the the head teacher of our class that I would finish the project first and raise my hand that I'm done because it would create like extra pressure on them to 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 work harder. Uh, you know, of I'm, course, I'm, I'm, right? You you did that on purpose. You're 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 smart just to make them feel foolish, right? Yeah, that's because that, you were you wanted to learn. Yeah, that that uh, that, yeah. that that did happen. But it, you know, the, the interesting thing about me, you know, my my thing was always, you know. Uh, I always excelled in, in things like writing and Polish and literature and, mm-hmm. you know, uh, while my brother is, is more, you know, math, physics, mm-hmm. science. Uh, okay. So, you, you, you know, so I have an older brother. He's seven years older than I am, but we never really competed uh, directly in that sense because we had completely different interests. He's a software designer. So when you're asking me how did the idea of law came about, it's because I always knew I was going to be like a writer or a journalist or a translator. Oh, oh I think my, my parents wanted to be a, wanted me to be a translator. 
uh, at one point, uh, but that didn't happen. And I think when I was like seven and I was in Hungary, I actually met a, a, Hungary, a Polish-Hungarian translator, and, and she was showing us her book. And this is something that I remember three years later. Uh, mm-hmm. She was showing us like you know the the the, the it's it's just a printout or or the typed up version of, of a book translation and I thought it's like the most amazing thing uh, because she took something in one form in one language and she turned it into something else and it's it's and it's really amazing but yeah it I I always knew um, that I uh, wanted to do something that has to do with with word with writing or speaking or and expressing yourself in that way uh i never really had any other interests i mean you know i i i know a bit about computers and and coding because i have a brother who does that but it, mm-hmm. it was never my passion and i was always horrible at it uh he would like hit me for not 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 because i'm very messy uh, so I don't really have the discipline of like when you look at my code and I code something, it's like all over the place. If 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 if, if I'm not watching myself, I will type everything in a single line. Uh, because I don't really I, I I don't really think about like hey, I need to have some organization and 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 and, and separate it out. So so that's not where my instinct is. But but I like mm-hmm. all these things that that have to do with speaking and writing. But but the law was not really originally an idea. It was something that I realized that I can do to make an impact, and I and I, and I can compete with other people, uh, and be kind of equal uh, with them in that sense, right? So it was, what 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 is it that I can do that I can be successful at and make an impact and and and, uh, and speak to my strengths. Uh, so. Uh, so it sounds it sounds like very much like our our investment process, right? We're looking for um, you know a great opportunity, but we don't want to take a lot of risk, right? So you knew you were good at this. You've been always told you were good at these uh, at these things, and you obviously liked it. So it wasn't like you had to try to um, force yourself. I think if you're good at something, it, it makes you want to do it more, anyways, right? So I think that kind of yes. like comes after in many cases. Exactly, um, but but you know you also need to remember, uh, or know I should say, that you know back home uh, the legal profession uh, was dominated by children of other lawyers. So it's a very closed uh, profession mm-hmm. that we didn't really have any connections. So um, so you know there there were a couple of steps that I needed to take before I got there. I guess that's what I'm saying because. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, back home, um, uh, university university education is free for those who pass that entry exam, but you need to beat out like ten or thirteen other people for spots. Uh, so before, uh, you know, before we were even talking about me becoming a lawyer, I had to get educated as a as a lawyer at the top university in my country. Uh, and right. and it, 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 at the time, it felt like a pipe dream. You know, I took courses in high school. Like I, like I did like a weekend school when we had like you know they were kind of re-educating me on like history and 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 and, and politics and current events because unlike in America, when where you take that Elson exam, that doesn't really test you on any, anything practical and it's a closed universe. Uh, mm-hmm. Back home, in order to be a lawyer, you need to be a well-rounded person first. So you need to uh-huh. you're taking a test about like all these all these things that a that a person should know. So you, it's it's basically about like like history and government and politics, you know, some culture, some geography, uh, and it's very competitive. 
so it, it took a lot of work to even get through the door. That's what I'm saying. Uh, and, oh, and, sure. and then, uh, you know, and, and, and you do have some kind of, you know, a bit of an imposter uh, syndrome because you're there uh, and you're first getting started and you don't know, like, you know, should I, do I really deserve it? You know, can I prove myself that I'm worthy of this? Uh, but then, you know, you do it for five years and it turns out that you're pretty good at it and, and, and you uh, get good grades every year and you get the scholarship because, you know, I was, I, was, I was getting paid to go to school. Not only is it free, but if you have the top grade, you're, you're over a certain GPA, you're, you're actually paid to go to school when you're in, in, you know, at the university level. Uh, so, so you were you were able uh, to qualify for that then with your grades? Yeah, for, for like four out of five years or something like that. Um, and and then you know we we started doing uh, more and more things. I I, I took the um, the Cambridge um, course uh, in in European and uh, English law, which was like a night school. So so there were years that I was in, in, at the university. I was at school for like twelve hours out of the day. Uh, because this is something that would go on from like five to eight, like every night. Uh, and then I think on my uh, third or fourth year, I, I I signed up for the American Legal Center, which is a, a program that the University of Florida did in Warsaw. Uh, and they had this um, this uh, uh, they were participating in this uh, moot court thing in in Washington D.C. Uh, and it was I think 2001. Uh, I qualified for the Polish national team. Uh, they sent us over to uh, Washington, and, and uh, I have never done anything like this. And I and I really wanted to be independent. I really wanted to go by myself because I've never. I, I have up until that point, I've never lived by myself. I've never done anything by myself, uh, and because you know you have your parents to take you everywhere. Uh, but I really wanted to prove that I can do it. But my parents insisted that I take my brother, and I'm glad that he went. Uh, but we we competed against all these teams from all around the world. I think it was like over 100 teams. Uh, I'm not okay. sure how many of them actually made it to DC, but it was a big, big competition. And I think at the time uh, we were like the we ended up um, uh, ranking 12. Um, uh, inter internationally, so we made it up to the, like, the run-up rounds with like the top 16. Uh, and I think we were the highest-ranked Polish team uh, ever. Uh, so, it, and, I, and I think what, what really contributed to this uh, is we had no idea how big this thing was. So like the stress wasn't really, I mean, there was some stress, but it, we didn't really feel the gravity of, of, and the scale of this thing. Uh, so, so we kind of went and, and we did great. And it was like one of the, the greatest experiences of my life. Uh, and, and, it, and this thing empowered me so much that a month later I was going to Budapest again, uh, like, um, 15, 20 years later after, after I left it as a kid to, uh, present a paper, uh, that I wrote for a conference. And I, and I thought to myself, wow, this is really cool. This is something I can really do. Uh, but but the reason I bring up the American experience from the many years ago so much is because that was the moment that I realized that I can function by myself, that I can be independent, and maybe coming to America, that America could be the place where I go and I can be successful and I can do something. Uh, and now, did you feel so you couldn't be successful? Did you feel you couldn't be successful? In Poland, or, or was it you said you had yes, more opportunity that, in, in, that, in America? That is correct. 
That is correct. And and I will tell you one story. I remember um uh it was my fourth or fifth year in law school. And you know, when you're in law school, uh and you have all these years to go, because it's a long program, it's a five year uh, master's program, the law school in Poland. Uh, you think that, you know, things will work out somehow. You don't have to worry about them right now when you get started. And you think, you know, that the life will will come up with solutions when you need them. And, you, you know, you, there, there's no reason, like, you shouldn't really worry about it. You know, don't don't let it ruin the, the five-year experience. But, 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 but the sooner that you get to the, the finish line and you realize that the world is not changing around you and it becomes a problem. Mm-hmm. I mean, I was lucky enough that when I was in law school, they just built a new, a very accessible uh, law department uh, and, and, mm-hmm. and the new library. So it was a new building with ramps everywhere. Uh, but, you know, even then I, st- I still had classes that, that were like up on the second floor without an elevator or my all my professors had their offices and their office hours uh, up the stairs that I couldn't get to. Uh, and when we were doing our mandatory uh, practice training for a month, which was, by the way, the most boring month of my life when I was sitting at the courthouse, just, just like licking envelopes for a month, uh, we had a hard time finding a court that I could get to. So, you know, the the, the big court in Warsaw, the, the, the Warsaw courthouse, it has the, those big stairs and, you know, the, the elevator is nowhere to be seen. Maybe maybe there is an elevator somewhere, but but a, but a common practice in, 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 in the communist buildings was, like, you know, even with buildings that had elevators, uh, they had some steps leading up to the area that you, get the, you can get the elevator from. So, like, how do we find a, a courtroom that I can actually go to and how can I work? If if I can't get anywhere because you know the transit system is not wheelchair accessible, uh, although that that started to change at that point, they 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 started to employ more and more buses that lower themselves or have ramps. Although you know the drivers wouldn't wouldn't pull the ramp out for me or or most of the time. So that was always I had to like uh, on the few times that I had to use the bus, I had to ask people inside to pull me in or stuff stuff like that. Uh, so uh, how do I get to the court, uh, courthouse? How do I get to my clients? How do I get around? It it was it was something that was taxing on your mind daily because how can you have a life if 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 you can't? It's it's not that you're not able to do something on the power uh, based on on your ability and the power of your mind. It's it's that the the reality is not there for you to support you. Uh, so. Well, I mean, you but could have you could have relied you could you could have relied on on the government kind of you know throw your hands up and say okay right and take whatever they give you but you but you didn't so why um um what was what what kept you uh, moving forward thinking you would find a solution whether it was there or you know, somewhere else what is the what is the point of life if if what am I doing if 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 I can't you know if you don't fight hard for what you get if you don't really work for 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 what you're getting. I I you know that's been the philosophy in my life of my life all, all, all mm-hmm. through my life. I only want to get what I what I deserve, what I worked on. Uh, you, you know, I work hard on on everything that I do. Like mm-hmm. you know, we've we've known each other, so you know how I am mm-hmm. with my clients. Uh, mm-hmm. you, you know, sometimes you know you go through sleepless nights. Uh, or, or irritation or, or clients that don't really appreciate you, but you get this sense that you've, you've accomplished something and, 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 and you worked on it and you built it and, and you made it. Uh, 
Uh, I don't know what the purpose of life would have been if 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 if, if somebody would just give me something uh, that I, that I didn't feel that like I deserved. Uh, it's 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 just not in my uh, in in my character. I mean, and 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 I and I think that's life, right? You 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 work hard, uh, and 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 don't get me wrong. I, I I work really hard, and I think a lot of times I'm not really paid what I what 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 what, what, what I, I should be paid for something. That's a that's a separate issue, but that's my choice. Uh, I yeah. it, I what I really didn't like is that my choices in life were being made for me it's it's it, that, it, that it had nothing to do with 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 how hard i work uh and what my goals are and what my drive is you know you you can call it the american dream i wanted my american dream i wanted to 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 you know be uh, uh go from the you know from the you know the shoe shine person to to mm-hmm. to some degree of success uh and and I wanted it to happen because I made it happen because I worked hard and I did all the the right things. Uh, and and I just don't I don't you know and it's it's not even about shortcuts in life because you know everybody takes shortcuts sometimes if 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 if, if it's okay so it's not like oh I need to like go like every single level, but uh, we all kind of I think you want to have that feeling at the end of the day that you work you you work hard and you have a good feeling that you've done something good uh, and 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 you made money and that's kind of the reflection of the work, hard work that you put in does that make sense yeah no it makes it makes uh, perfect sense i can see why you'd be attracted to uh the united states right and most of us that were born here don't don't realize that uh, there's other situations around the world where uh, hard work is necessarily rewarded Here's the thing. I didn't even know until that experience in, in 2001, and we were agreeing, but, you know, we were going around, because it's only been my second time that I've been to the States. The first I've been to the States was, like, when I was 19, and we went to visit my cousin for a month. Yeah. Uh, and, so what, and, so what, changed, what changed in 2001? What did you see or experience that, that really, um, well, you know, was surprising to you to the point that you would actually – uh, uproot your whole life and move to this foreign country um, well, to, to uh, kind of start over. It, it, it's basically two things. You see the ramps, you see the accessibility, you see the streets. You, you, you can cross the street because there's a ramp. You have the, the public transit that is accessible. Um, you know, you have buildings that you can get into, and you, you think to yourself, maybe I can do this. Maybe there's a place yeah. that I can actually uh, be work something. Uh, where 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 this is not entirely excluding me from life. Uh, sure. Because, you know, no, that's uh, that's great. We, we we take that for granted in, in this uh, in this country, right? We still have a long way to go um, to to be truly, uh, uh, you know, for instance, wheelchair uh, accessible. But it's it's great that that uh, back then that was uh, such a big difference. It it uh, and, and, changed and your mind about think, some things. And I also I think part of this is this. Um, I grew up with all these movies. Uh, where you see people with disabilities in, in wheelchairs and hospitals, uh, and it's always horrible. It's like the end of everything as soon as you end up in a wheelchair. Even even the way yeah. you phrase it, you end up in a wheelchair. That is like you know, yeah. give up on your life kind of a thing. Yeah. Uh, and, and 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 I also spent you know uh, uh, quite a bit of time when I was younger in hospitals. I think I had my first surgery when uh, when I was six. 
Um, I had a surgery in my leg. So I've, I've seen that side of, and I don't know how to explain it. I would say hopelessness. Yeah. Hopelessness that this is, and this is not, this was not a feeling that I want to experience. Uh, and, and, and so I knew that I would hard, I would fight as, as hard as I can not to be that. Uh, Absolutely. Not to, so how did, so how did that attitude then? Cause, cause that, that's, um, um, not something that everybody has, right? And how did that change how you, uh, kind of switching topic a little bit, how, you know, what your philosophy of, of law is? Because you are a very different type of lawyer and you do have a, a different attitude that uh, I think kind of takes you out of um, all those awful uh, lawyer jokes we hear in this country all the, all the time. So how, how did that, how did you make that switch? Or was it just, you just kept being who, who you are and that was uh, reflected differently than, than the way most I other lawyers? Think- I think in everything that I do, uh, being a lawyer, running a nonprofit, but also talking about my life experiences, I'm, I'm always being uh, consistent as, as to uh, who, am I, who I am as a person and how I am towards other people. I mean, you know, it might sound like a cliche, but, uh, but I really tr- uh, try to treat other people the same way that I would like to be treated. I mean, you, you know, it doesn't mean that, you know, I'm always kind of, you know, true blue, let's cry together type of, of a person. In fact, you know, I'm, I'm very sarcastic a lot of times uh, when you get to know me. But I, I'm always trying to be respectful. I'm always trying to be understanding because I know what it's like, for example, to have a lawyer. Uh, who you feel isn't always there or isn't really responsive or doesn't really care. To how do you, how do you, uh, how do you know that? I didn't, uh, at what point in your life did you, did you experience that? When I was uh, dealing with my immigration situation, that was a protracted issue that went on uh-huh. for like six years. I didn't know if I was going to be able to stay in this country. Uh, I only became uh-huh. an American citizen uh, in October of last year. So I tell people President Obama tried to remove him, President Trump may be an American citizen. Uh, which is which, which is true. Uh, so so that's that's not most people's experience, I guess. But uh, it, it it was a long fight, and I really felt at that point I felt abandoned. Uh, and mm-hmm. if you wanted to see me uh, at my lowest point, it, it would probably be uh, 2009 when I was dealing with my immigration issue that I had. And, you know, I, I never came here, here illegally or something like that. I was just struggling yeah. to, to transition from my student visa to my green card. Uh, and, and, I, and I had a job offer lined up, but the immigration mm-hmm. didn't really see it that way. Uh, so uh, in 2009, I was graduating for my second American law degree because I have two American law degrees. Um, I have the JD and the LLM in comparative law, and I have the Polish master's. Uh, and I have that diploma we were talking about. But in 2009, I was uh, about to graduate, so my parents came over to see me graduate, but I was broken as a person because they saw me coming to the mailbox every day, uh, opening that mailbox, just expecting bad news, and I was so stressed out. I was so tense uh, because, again, this is something uh, we were discussing before. You don't know what your future is going to be like. Uh, you know, so, you know, like, like I think, because, you know, we, we, we've discussed it before, my goal in life in terms of, you know, um, like any kind of economic future, for example, but everything else, it, 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 it's not that I want a lot from life and it's not that I want it all, but I want stability. That's, that was kind of my drive from the beginning, because if you can't rely on your own abilities, you don't have the stability. 
you don't know what the future is like. You don't know what tomorrow is like. So, but 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 when I was dealing with immigration, that was kind of the same story, right? Because we were we were looking. I was looking at it, and I didn't know, you know, what the, the next year, what the next two years, or the next three years. I didn't know what the next month would be. Uh, but then, uh, you know, uh, the next year that thing resolved itself. Uh, the year later, uh, I became a Florida attorney. Which was again a, a difficult thing to do because you were taking this test and you were kind of uh, all all these immigration stuff on your mind. I was actually, you know, when it first kind of blew up, I was graduating, uh, mm-hmm. and so it was weird because you're 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 you have this like two track mind. On on one hand, you you have this big thing to worry about. On the other hand, you are trying to finish your studies and get your degree and 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 move your life forward. So so it's 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 so surreal that you don't even give it the full appreciation. Uh, but but uh, that next year I became uh, I, I got a green card, uh, and uh, that uh, uh, the, the year after I became a Florida attorney, and the year after that I became a DC attorney. Uh, last year, you know, after all these years, I I could have done it um, earlier. I just didn't. But last year I became an American citizen. Which, 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 again, was kind of a mental uh, exercise. It was, it was something that I, I felt like I needed to be ready to fully appreciate, so I waited longer than most people. Uh, how, and, how did you and, feel when that when that day finally came? You know, it was gonna, you know, did did, did anything change for you, or was it just, uh, you know, an, another day? I mean, I've seen some people here lost. I was, lost I, was and, I, I was proud of myself for for having mm-hmm. accomplished that, and it's something that I I wanted, but I didn't, you know. I didn't feel any different in the sense that I always, I, I've always known who I was. Uh, yeah. So, so it's it's good that 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 other people recognize you for something, uh, but but it doesn't change the way that you feel about who you are and where you are and why you and why you are here. Does that make sense? I guess so. Oh yeah, uh, yeah, no, 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 absolutely. So how does that now? How does that you know shift things a little bit? You know, so now that you've kind of been on 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 both sides of um, you know the the law of having a, a lawyer that you didn't feel cared. Now you can be that that caring lawyer. What advice do you have for any you know business person who um, wants to get the most out of the relationship with their uh, with their lawyer? Right? Because there's an old quote. Uh, um, I think it's Sam Adams that said, "All businessmen hate lawyers except for one." You know, and your job is to be that one. And and you know, for us, you, you're that one for us, Ralph. So it's, it's, it's what advice do you give for, because, for those people that, you know, need someone that can, they can work with and, and help guide them through this, you know, uh, legal system we have? <clears throat> yeah, it, it's interesting because I, I kind of, from time to time, I experience the opposite now a little bit because dealing with business people, and I deal with a lot of business people, uh, you know, like, like, like mostly like small and medium businesses. I deal with like in corporations with the, of of like for-profit businesses, but I also handle like a lot of non-profit formation and a lot of other issues that people may have. Uh, w- w- what I notice is, is is a lot of the business people because you know they're they're strong-willed, so they want to get their value out of me. Uh, mm-hmm. So 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 you know they 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 push me to I don't want to say take advantage, but but there there is uh, there there is kind of this drive to 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 get as much out of me as possible for as little money as possible. Uh, yeah. So I will never have a business client who, who will say, hey, how can I pay you more money, right? Sure. Uh, 
so the experience and 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 you know and 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 I learned not to take it personally. Say like, hey, you know, you 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 you've done all these things, so why don't you do all these other things for free for me? Uh, or you know, let 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 limit your hours for how 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 long you are uh, able to to do something. Let let me let me just tell you what uh what what happened to me last week as a good example. I was uh, approached by a client who wanted me to uh, redraft a contract, and and it was it, it, it was my uh, you know it was on me because I didn't really appreciate the scope of the work and how much time it would take. Because you know when somebody says, oh, I have this contract, I just want to you know quick fix up. I should have known not to, you know, expect that this was not going to be a lot of work. But I ended up, you know, so I said, no, it doesn't look like I'm going to spend more than six hours, so that's no problem. But I but I did end up spending 36 hours on that thing. Uh, and and that's fine. We agreed on a, on a fee. I didn't really have any problems with it. But, I, but, but, but dealing with a client who was still kind of, they were happy uh, with, with what I've done. They just wouldn't admit it. Uh, and they were not oh, very sure, gracious, sure. and they were not very thankful. Uh, mm-hmm. And that part was a bit annoying because I, I felt that I, I've done mm-hmm. something titanic in a, in a very short period of time. So you kind of, you know, not to pat yourself on the back, but I like we did a good job with this. Like, why can't you just say that, you know, it's 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 good, uh, you know? So you know, what I'm but saying. So you is need that, to no, no. you need to be working with someone that appreciates the. Uh, the value and the work because one of the things I know that we appreciate uh, from you, Rob, is, is your ability to very quickly get to the crux of the issue and um, uh, and you have an opinion, right? I mean, a lot of your your peers don't really have an opinion. They'll, they'll kind of do whatever we ask, and in which case, you know, effectively I become the lawyer, which I'm not qualified to do. So I need someone that, that has, once they have the right information, they have a strong opinion, and, and you really do, and that's really what's is valuable to us. And then, you know, the the, the other charges have always been uh, more than uh, more than reasonable, but that, that's what we're trying to trying to find well, with the guess, uh, guess with our investments, what? right? Yeah. You know, is uh, make sure you get the you know the, the right value and, and you're getting results you uh, you anticipate and or or more, right? And you've always well, guess what? Now too. that I'm that I'm that I'm licensed in your state, magically, <laughs> what a coincidence! Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you know, I I am able to 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 assist with that kind of stuff, but you know, again. I kind of understand when when it's coming from because people are used to being taken advantage of lawyers mm-hmm. by lawyers. Uh, yeah. Sorry, by lawyers. So what what that means to most people is that you know if if, if I I need to be guarded, uh, yeah. I need to fight back. So you know yeah. he's gonna take care, he's gonna take advantage of me, so I need to take advantage of him. Kind of a situation. It's 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 uh, so people you know because you know I, I I I am on one of those you can find me on one of those uh, lawyer websites that that offer online advice well not an yeah. online advice but they're like online marketplaces for lawyers so 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 that's where you know those are uh, lower I I, I don't want to say low rate but lower rate uh, yeah. services so, so 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 typically you know people that go there they've already dealt with a lot of lawyers they didn't have a positive experience so of course they project everything that happened uh, to them they project it on me uh, and, and and I kind of understand and, I, and 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 you know we we we've done some stuff together before so so you 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 kind of I know what I've been through with with I'm sure uh, so that's kind of. And, and you know you you do you 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 do understand and I and I do, and I don't really like lawyers very much. I don't like the whole setup. You know, 
uh, of of having a law firm and and 50 million clients and most of them will deal with my secretary or whoever else. When you when you yeah. call me, uh, you always deal with me directly, right? Because I think it's important yeah. that I dedicate the time to to give you the full understanding. And you know, some of the things I don't really know, like right off the top of my head, I need to think about it, or I need to have yeah. a conversation with you. Like for example, if we're drafting a contract, you know, there there's there's some stuff I know that I can yeah. maybe guide you on if 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 I have a good understanding of the issue or I dealt it before. If you need to for me to help you yeah. find solutions. But a lot of times you educate me on your issue, right? Like right now, I'm, I'm like, who, who are, just to give you uh, the, the the broad scope of the the people I'm working with. For example, I I'm now working with people who who build boats, right? I have no idea. I I I I don't know anything about building boats myself. I've never built yeah. a, a yacht or renovated a yeah. cruise ship. Uh, but but you tell me about your business and uh, and I can say, hey, let's let's talk about this idea. Let's talk about this aspect. Do you think this is a problem? Uh, and and this yeah. is how we develop a, a contract. Not not because I come come up with some 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 fully developed uh, understanding and I say you need to sign this. Uh, you know th- that's why you know uh, legal services that is a service, right? Because I'm giving you my time and my thought process. It's, I'm not giving you forms. I'm not a legal secretary. Yeah, we try uh, to understand the situation before you give an opinion, as opposed to, like you're saying, just give them a template and a form to sign, right? And charging a lot of money for that. Yeah, yeah. and you know, especially with writing contracts, which, which 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 I do a lot. I mean, I'm I'm I would say I'm I'm good at it. I don't really like it because it's it's very taxing on you physically and mentally. But it but it is an interactive process. So you talk to me. I throw some ideas, I write something down, I send it to you. We talk about it some more. I can t- I I can be taking a shower and I just have an idea about like maybe maybe we should do this thing differently or maybe we should do that thing differently. Um, you know, and but at the same time, you know, I have to say, uh, I like to be trying new things. You know, mostly because of you know the, the some of the other lawyers I work with, I get to do things I've never done before. Uh, and sometimes uh, clients push me in, in other directions. I mean, like when I first started, I never thought I would be a litigator. Mostly because, you know, uh, when you are in a wheelchair, you don't really have uh, the, the, you, the all these theatrical things that people do yeah. uh, in, in in the courtroom yeah. kind of available to you. Like you wink and you turn and you do and you, t- you know, take a pause. Uh, you know, that kind of a presentation. So when I was in law school and we were doing uh, trial practice, uh, which I wanted to take because I wanted to have that experience, we actually needed to figure out a completely new mechanics for me that I can employ for myself. Like, how do yeah. I present exhibits? Like, you know, like we we came up with this idea that I will just send my partner over, I will be talking about it, and, and she'll be pointing to the exhibits that we're showing, for example, of their pictures. Uh, but, but it's, but it's, but, but it's something that, you know, nobody ever really done or, you know, at the law school when I, when I had to deal with like a podium, like you go and you present behind a podium that they didn't have a podium that was my height, of course. So there was like nowhere for me to put my, so, so what I'm saying is when you are in a wheelchair, you deal with those small things that can derail your whole thing and you need to develop, you need to reinvent the wheel sometimes for those really basic things. Um, so, uh, so yeah, I forgot my train of thought. We were, we were saying something about, uh, what were, what were we talking about? Well, no, well, so no, this, this is good because, you know, your, your, uh, challenges, and this happens with a lot of people, right? Your challenges, 
in one area of your life uh, have, have led to a strength in another area, right? Because you have to have, you know, think through all these problems that very few other people have to think through. When a business person presents you something that's different, you're not, uh, um, you're not phased by it at all. Very much like in, in this country um, with uh, people that grew up around World War II, there were a lot of, a lot of them were on farms, right? If something goes wrong on a farm, you have to fix it. There's no, there was no Walmart back then. There was no, you know, internet. You couldn't just, you know, dial up someone and have them come out and do it. So you really had to be very, very uh, self-sufficient. So when, you know, new problems came up, they were, you know, they were very good at, uh, at handling them. It sounds like, you know, as tough as your uh, childhood was, it prepared you in many ways for a lot of these other challenges that you're, you're facing now that other people aren't uh, prepared to take on, even though they may have the same, um, you know, the same training. Um, now, how did you, and, and, just switching topics, so how does, how, how do, oh. When we say uh, tough childhood, again, you know, I don't want it to seem like, you know, uh, yeah, yes, it was tough in some respects, but I will always say that I had very loving parents, and I think that's the, that's the basis for, for, for everything that we felt accepted. So, um, you know, if there, if there was something more they, they could have done for me, they would have done it, no question. So I don't want to say, oh, my God, my, my, my childhood was always, you know, it was such a horrible experience. I mean, you know, I, I do think that in life, uh, we deal with what we deal with. This is, uh, you know, this, this is the life you have, and you, and you should make the, the best of the life that you have with the, with the, with the, with the abilities that, that that you know the talents that you're got given, uh, and, and 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 you know you 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 shouldn't you shouldn't complain about it. Though I don't want to seem like I'm complaining about like oh my god my life, uh, but but to your other point, um, I had a, like I was I think saying before I had a client who. Said, hey, I want you to go to you know litigate this issue in this other state, uh, and I've never done it before. Uh, I wasn't <clears throat> sure if I wanted to, but I really wanted to try, and I was working with this other lawyer, and it actually turned out that I'm pretty good at it. Uh, yeah. And it's not something I would have chosen myself to do. Like you know, if 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 it wasn't for that experience at that particular time. Uh, I would not have known that I'm capable of doing that. And, you know, it, it wasn't a very positive experience because a lot of time what happens was people turn to me, unless, you know, it's one of those online things that, that people want to have a consultation with me. But typically when people reach out to me, they already have some kind of a messed up legal situation that is often uh, messed up and beyond, beyond repair. Uh, and yeah. other lawyers turn them down, or I get like a fifth referral for something. Yeah. Uh, and uh, but but if 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 I see, hey, this is something we can try. Uh, I kind of wanted to to try it. I mean, you know, I I don't want to push people in in, in something uh, that they don't want to do. I I I you will always get an honest assessment of what I think. I I really don't like uh, lawyers uh, who say, hey, let's do this and let's do that. Let's sue these all these people. Uh, and I see that on Twitter a lot. Like, oh, like, yeah, let's win this case. Uh, and and I, you would never say that. I don't think it's ethical. But also, you know, it's not me who's on the hook of whatever the, the outcome is. You know, it's always going to be the client. You know, it's easy to say, hey, let's win you a million dollars if 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 I'm not really responsible for like any costs or any fees or or what whatever may happen. And and so I always try to remember that dealing with a client, it's your choice, right? But it's not not also mm -hmm. your choice. And but you you make your decision based on whatever circumstances work in your life that have nothing to do with me. Uh, that I may not understand it. 
so the the idea of law to me, and I know we brought it up, is basically the, the function of, of 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 law is to assist people in 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 their life and empower them with their choices. Uh, but they're your choices. So and 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 and, and, I, and I've seen. Even like yesterday, I was reading some 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 document that uh, that a lawyer drafted for a client, uh, and and some client wanted me to to read it and and tell them what I thought. And it's 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 always weird how a lawyer tries to impose their own views and their own understanding on a client. Uh, if if they're not the one in the transaction. Or uh, not too long ago. Why do you why 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 do you think why do you think that is? I think that that's just a function of being in in control or not uh, focusing on the client. We're not thinking they know enough to really make a, a decision, so they need to do it for them. I mean, where does that I think come from in your opinion? It's 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 an it's an interesting question. I think it's it, it's a combination of all these things. I think lawyers tend to be a bit full of themselves. It's it's. And I don't know where that is coming from. Uh, just because you had some education that you were taught how to do so. I mean, you know, for me, law, American law school in particular, because in Europe it's a more of an academic experience. Uh, but 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 in America it's more like a trade school. Uh, so, yeah. so I'm 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 in this trade school. I was. I mean, it's it's called it's called a professional school for a reason. It's not like you know you're you know you're doing a lot of research. Uh, yeah. So, so you are in in this for three years, or you know, but but you are given uh, a skill. It's a skill that I, that I I know how to do certain things because I I went to to to, to school for it, so I know how to do it. But it's, but it's no different uh, uh, to me than being a welder or being something else. It's you know, there's there's. There's 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 no value that I think I I I create just you know by the essence of, of being a lawyer. I think uh, I'm a lawyer, so I I exist and I know how to read and how to interpret this legal system that somebody else created. I have no role in creating this reality. I'm I'm just kind of like a secretary, uh, in mm. in, in in that sense or an interpreter or something. If if those rules ever change, uh, all I know and all I do can change. Uh, just as easy because it doesn't. It's not something that that exists on its own, right? So, 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 so I'm always mindful of that. But I do think you know because it's 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 such a high end uh, profession for God knows what reason. People uh, and I know people like that who feel like you know uh, see their clients as kind of ignorant or 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 whatever it is like believe them in 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 some ways that need to be educated and need to be like oh no you're not seeing the light I'm like i i i can fix it you know uh and and like for example recently i was um uh reading this um operating agreement for an LLC and the, and and the lawyer was insisting uh and, and you know there was like a new partner was coming in uh, and and the lawyer was insisting that they make no changes to that operating agreement because he wrote it before, uh, which to me is weird because you're bringing in a new person, so the circumstances change, and you need to sit down with these people and figure out what what are your needs right now, like how do you mm. see this this mm. new this new relationship, uh, and so. And so, and it kind of became a weird thing because they're talking about like you know there are two people in in an LLC, but like one of them basically essentially has all the power, and it's the other one that came in with all the money, but they have no influence. And it, it is a concern. Like, why is this a fair relationship? That's what I would say. 
Uh, but you, but you were so, focused on this. You were focused on the on the client, what they're trying to do, and you're trying to figure out a way to use the law appropriately to to get the result. And that's not always the way, um, you know, some of your peers look at yeah, it. Yeah, I and mean, then you know, um, for me, like when, when I deal with a business client, I always I send them a list of questions, like how do you want business? Who's making this decision? What, what do you think will happen when this? Like, what 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 is the ideal? Uh, your vision for this. I, I'm, I'm not going to say, hey, I wrote this contract, and, and therefore I think it's great, and you need to just take it. Uh, no, no, that, that makes sense. That, that's a good approach. And, and switching topics a little bit, you know, we're, we're almost out of time here. I want to be respectful oh, of your time. You but, like five, I can talk to you for five uh, hours at a time. You can, you can, you can have yeah, me yeah. like every, every week. <laughs> I can, you can do it. Like, just, just send me a bill. <laughs> Have a hat, you know. uh, well, you know, but there is one, one more thing I think that, you know, really is uh, important to you, not only, you know, the, uh, the law and how to use it to, uh, to help, um, you know, business people in, in particular uh, get the things that, uh, that they want and structure things properly. But um, also you have a unique take on a, a nonprofit. I think this may have, um, you know, come about from, you know, what you were thinking back when you were, you know, 12 years old. Can you talk a little bit about that and, 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 yeah, and, and uh, what you're and doing in that? It, 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 it combines uh, also how I approach my business clients because I don't, I don't think you, the one thing that, that, that you know about the nonprofit that I started is that the basic idea behind it was to create a kind of a pro-business approach to accessibility and disability. The, mm -hmm. our, our first idea when we started our nonprofit was to educate businesses and tell them, look, uh, people with, with mobility issues and other issues, they're, they're paying clients too. You can turn them into customers. So we yeah. wanted to create this level of awareness of how, uh, you know, it's not just it's it's not just a burden. It's not just a, something that you have to do because that's what the law mandates. Uh, I wanted to navigate away from uh, being the type of lawyer, you know, you have all these uh, people dealing with the ADA that go into uh, this mom's and pop's store and threaten to sue them because they don't have a lift, they don't have a ramp, they don't have all that. Uh, I mean, for those people that don't that, understand, you just uh, describe the American Disabilities Act just so they know what that, yeah, why that can be a burden the, for a business person? That's the American Disabilities Act, but but also more broadly, all the other legislation that that that's kind of you know we we speak of them in one breath. They're, some of them are outside of the act itself, the, the Rehabilitation Act, other acts. Uh, so so we so all these laws we have. I think sometimes you know you you hear all these stories that the lawyers threaten to sue all these places uh, because they don't they don't have the proper level of accessibility and business owners they tend to I don't want to say everyone but from my experience a lot of people uh, tend to avoid it as much as they can because it's expensive. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So if if you can if you can cut corners and you don't see the benefit of having. Uh, a list that's running. I mean, I've I've been at a bar, for example, that used uh, their uh, their little lift thing between floors as a trash chute yeah. uh, be, because they wanted to save space and do all of that. So you know, and and I can see their perspective that this was not something that they used every day for people with disabilities because they didn't have all these people with disabilities coming in and they had all this space uh, that they that they felt was going to waste. So my attitude was, I don't want to go around town and suing people. Uh, yep. You know, I don't want to hurt local businesses. Uh, I live in a small Florida town. Well, not that small, but a Florida city. Um, yep. You know, that is primarily a college town. So I want, uh, I want to see the businesses grow because I'm part of this community. I want to see everybody succeeding. Uh, 
Uh, but I also want to create more more awareness. So I created this nonprofit called the Florida Disability Access and Awareness Foundation, or FDAAF. Uh, you can go and you can see FDAAF.org, uh, or you can find us on Twitter or Facebook. And the idea was to kind of how do we use uh, the modern media uh, and, and technology to kind of create more, more awareness, to kind of convince people to be more accessible on their own without being threatened, but also give people uh, with disabilities the appreciation that they exist, uh, but also the information like how to get around. Because my problem when I when I when I first even came in America. Uh, is, is, is I never really knew. I mean, yes, most places are wheelchair accessible, and that's great. But I, going somewhere, I never knew if, if you know, with the especially older buildings, if if I, I if there would be. I go to a bar because you know I can. Uh, all my usual stories are about like going to a bar because it's a college town, so most of the stories kind of end that way. Uh, mm-hmm. But 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 it's some of these places. You know, you have bathrooms that are not wheelchair accessible, and you can't get through in a wheelchair. So if you if you're planning an, an, uh, a night out with your friends, you need to have that. And, and I'm not saying you know I, I demand that you build me a bathroom, but I need to know it so I can make arrangements. Uh, like if mm-hmm. if I go to a place that uh, that that doesn't have a bathroom, I need to figure out like like what do I do if I if I drink and I need to take, use the restroom? Like do I go to the gas station? Like where is the gas station? Or maybe I should not be uh, maybe maybe I should not be taking as much fluids. Uh, so I don't have to use the restroom. So what I'm saying is, if if I have the information, I can make the informed decisions for myself. So essentially, we created this nonprofit because we we thought to ourselves, hey, why don't we build an app that will give people with disabilities uh, the full information, or like you know how accessible specific places are, what to expect when you get in there, uh, because you know there are uh, there are websites on there like like wheelchair map or and and others, but they just give you partial information. And it's like, you know, when you tell me something is accessible or not accessible, it doesn't really tell me what this means. Uh, I don't know what to expect. And, you know, you don't really know if this information is true, complete, and and verified by anybody. But this uh, this was the idea that we had back in the day. And this kind of developed into this concept that we had that we wanted to use. Uh, We wanted to use uh, the, the idea of apps and video games uh, and, and modern media, because I don't think nonprofits use these modern tools enough uh, to kind of create awareness, but also to create modern electronic projects uh, that that um, that that show uh, people with disabilities that you know as empowered and and having value uh, in, in this more didn't you, this modern. Did you look into like doing doing a you know a comic book with the? With that, or is no, that we still were, a project? We, 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 were, uh, we are right now developing, uh, 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 what is it called? Uh, oh, it's called uh, a visual novel, which is an interactive uh, game that is static. Uh, so you basically, you, you have choices, you make choices for a character, you just see like, uh, uh, like, like a screen, you know, there's very little animation, if any, but you, you know, the character interacts with other characters and, and, and they make choices. And, that, and it kind of like a make your own adventure uh, book, like you used to have back in, you know, when you uh, were a child, you know, however long ago that was. Uh, but, uh, and so, so you may remember, but it's, 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 it's in that electronic uh, format, right? Uh, so, so we are developing this game called Changed, and it's about this uh, veteran who, as much as I hate this word, ends up in a wheelchair. 
um, and it, and it changes his entire perspective and his entire life and how he fe- uh, and how he feels about certain issues. Uh, and so he has to reevaluate anything, and and he has to think about things he never had to think before. But also, he he has all these people in his life who have all kinds of different challenges on their own that are that are as pressing to them uh, as as they are to him. So we kind of wanted to combine different issues that people deal with, uh, and and to show that everybody has something in life that they they struggle with. Uh, so, so, so I'm not saying, look at me, I have a disability, you need to pay attention to me, and then, you know, pull me. Uh, I feel I'm, I'm saying the, the opposite. I don't want people to be sorry for anybody. I want people to feel empowered, uh, by who they are. And I'm not saying, you know, having a disability is a wonderful thing. You know, most of the time, uh, you know, some of the time, uh, it doesn't really have an effect on me because it's kind of baked into who I am, but it sucks. It, it's not a good thing to have a disability. I, w- I, w- I would never say that. I really kind of lo- look at things that uh, people will say, oh, look at us, disability, pride, or whatever. Uh, and, and, and like, I, if, 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 if I had a choice of having disability and not having disability, I would not, would, would not have it. No, no, no question, but I have no problems with it. Uh, because you know it, it does have implications in my everyday life. One one thing that really gets to me, for example, and and also one of the reasons why I wanted to start a nonprofit is I think I've been telling you how you know on some nights when I get, get home from a bar and I'm just trying to get home and you know luckily you were you were asking me where I live and how I get around. Luckily these days I live downtown, so I like a, a lot of the things that that are uh, that I need to get to, like if I want to grab, grab, grab food or get, get a drink or meet with people, like they're, they're right there in the area, so I don't even have to get on a bus. But uh, a lot of times when I'm when I would be getting home, people would stop me. Other drunk people, I, you know, probably more drunk than I was, trying to give me money, trying to give me a dollar, because the assumption was I'm in a wheelchair, so I must be homeless. Uh, and you oh, know, wow. they're not they're not bad people, they're not evil, so I'm not I can't be mad at them for wanting to do what they think is the right thing, but it's hurtful and it is annoying. Uh, So so I wanted to create uh, a setting that would kind of deal with these types of attitudes. I wanted to create something that would be, again, uh, pro-business. And also, you know, because uh, as, as we develop all these projects and we're looking for corporate sponsors, uh, brands that we can feature, uh, other things like that. It's 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 uh, not only that these people would be tied to a positive message. It would be a message that 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 reaches a lot of people. Not not be, not not simply because we are talking about disability or whatever it is. It's it's, it's because we are developing a quality and entertaining pro- uh, product that people want to use. So, so, so you know, they would not be doing it out of a sense of obligation, but it's because they, they, it's actually something that they want to try. Um, Incredible. So, well, that's yeah. a, I think it's a great uh, a great stopping point. I don't know if I can hold any more uh, incredible stories in my head here. We've uh, gone through a lot from uh, learning uh, Polish, Hungarian, German, English, um, uh, watching all the 80s TV shows, and then, you know, now we have a... 2001 Polish national team member that we get to uh, claim as one of our own as of October of last year. So congratulations on uh, 
Thank you so much. That's, that's yeah. really incredible. Incredible yeah, journey. Some of, these, um, some of these things you can find in the book that I wrote all these years ago. I mean, I, I think you yeah. got yourself a copy. Well, that's uh, that, that's incredible. You already have a, a biography out, and uh, I'm I'm fascinated to see what the uh, what the next chapter will be. Cause I don't think you're anywhere near um, uh, finished at this point. But if somebody wants to uh, wants to reach out to you for uh, for any uh, any reason, whether it's uh, you know the, they identify with your you know your life story or your philosophy on law or the nonprofit or just need some uh, some legal help, what's the best way to uh, to reach you, Ralph? You can you can always uh, the the best way to reach me is to uh, shoot me a message or a tweet at me on Twitter. It's at uh, at lawyer on wheels, uh, lawyer at, singular, at, at okay. lawyer on wheels on wheels like wheels. Yeah. I'm on wheels. Yeah. It's, it's it's lawyer on wheels. Of, I like that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you have a racing stripe on the on the chair. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's funny because a lot of people assume you know if if, if they want to like you know um, you know dig or, or or something at me, uh, they 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 accuse me of being an ambulance chaser. I think we had this conversation, uh, yeah. and it's and it's funny because you know it's they don't even understand what that means. It doesn't mean that you're sitting behind an ambulance in a car just following the, the car around. So yeah, so so it's lawyer on wheels because I am. Um, I am in a wheelchair. I mean, you know, you know, I I do change my 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 chair every few years. Um, I have to say, usually they're they're, they're high class, high end, custom built chairs. Um, I used to have a crucial chair that was a, a Swiss built, uh, and and now I have a tie light, which is uh, American. Uh, so you know, it's incredible. So. Well, it just means you're uh, you're you're built for uh, you're built for speed, Ralph. You get to the uh, get to the value and the uh, crux of the legal issue quickly. Which, uh, which Whatever sure gets you from uh, point A to point B. Yeah, yeah, but but definitely, yeah. you know, if you ever have any any follow up questions, uh, you know, you want to learn more about me or you want to probe any particular aspect. I mean, you know, I it, I I love interacting with people uh, because everything I do, I I I really think you know, it's as 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 sentimental as this may sound, for me it's always about the the human connection. And we talk about you know hidden values. I think that the the, the true value always comes from uh, who we are as people and how we connect to others uh, and what we contribute. And I am always up for. Uh, being surprised and taking on a journey that I don't know where it will take me uh, because that's kind of how I got here. You gotta be able to say yes to things, right? That's right, uh, that's right. Well, um, I'm, I'm gonna uh, end it there and tell you it, it, I'm very happy to have uh, found the unique value that is uh, Ralph Tchaikovsky and um, thank you for listening to Finding Unique Value and we look forward to next time. Bye for now. Thank you so much. The Finding Unique Value podcast is sponsored by Elliott Asset Management. We help successful entrepreneurs create wealth outside of their business. To discover the five ways successful entrepreneurs become intelligent investors and grow wealth beyond their business, visit ElliottM.com slash webinar.